Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 201. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Also, check out our sports spot after this, but we've got a uh, action-packed show for you today, so what say we kick things right off with some local news, Andy? You're, you remember a place called Disneyland? The theme park, I believe is what they call it. Yeah, so there's still one open... Uh, in Florida, where they don't have COVID, but uh, where they make COVID, uh, California, it's it's jam packed full of uh, no one. So they've uh, just, I believe, in the coming days, will be opening up a, a very large scale vaccination site in uh, one of the parking lots at Disneyland. That seems like a good idea. I, I drove by uh, one of the vaccination sites this past weekend. Uh, I saw a bunch of cars lined up and like cops routing traffic. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then I, I looked it up and yeah. There. Where was that at? Uh, the Orange County Fire Authority headquarters on Jamboree. Ah. So uh, anyone who was emergency personnel could just go and get it, I believe, which seems kind of like a mess. Yeah, well, the whole thing seems like a mess. Yeah, so if like you're a cop, you can just go, and they don't tell you, "Hey, come at nine forty-five." Then just like, yeah, just come when you want. And wait in line. That sounds terrible, but hmm. little by little, I guess uh, it's just the damn hourglass thing going on right now. Yeah, it's better than sitting on it, like a lot of these places are, have been doing. So, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But yeah, at least they're uh, they're doing their part because they obviously want to reopen and more vaccinations, the more uh, the sooner they can open. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Florida, a uh, certain character who was uh, not to be seen in the re or, uh, the redoing, if you will, of uh, their show has been hospitalized in Florida. Talking none other than the person by the name of Screech. Okay, that was going to be my guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and from what I read earlier, they don't know how serious or severe or the reason that he's in there, but he's in the hospital and it could be bad, but it might not be. I'm sure by now there's an answer. I saw this story probably five hours ago. Did um, him but- just like wash ashore in Florida? Like they don't even... He wasn't even trying to get there, but like somehow it's just like, well, I'm here. Yeah, you never know. Now, uh, they also in the article went on to say, you know, how he is basically just waiting for the right, you know, um, amount of money to come back to say by the bell, which they haven't announced the second season yet, but I think that'd be a good move. People want to see him. Did you ever watch that? I watched the one that was free. Yeah. So I think that's what everyone did. So I, I guess in the storyline, Zach or someone says, you know, he and his robot, Kevin, got to go live in the space station, which is why he's not in the show. Oh, okay. Maybe AC Slater said that. But I like that they included Kevin. Yeah, you got to get all all the references in. I want to know what happened to all of the uh, the nerd friends, right? Those kids are probably running Silicon Valley. (laughs) Yeah, they were so accurate. They're such an accurate portrayal. 
And uh, what about who was the girl that was in like Beverly Hills 90210 also? Spelling. Tori Spelling. Yeah. Wasn't she his girlfriend? She was a big nerd. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Maxwell thought he was smooching her, but it was actually Hound Dog. Yes. Classic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'd like to see all of them come back. That kid with the curly hair who wore a bow tie. I guarantee you they could get him back. Like, hey, just take a couple of days off from H&R Block. We'll film after tax season and uh, put on your acting uh, hat again. He'll say, yeah. So do you remember there was the um, I never knew how the order of the show ever went because you just watched reruns. Yeah. There's the girl with the leather jacket. Oh, yeah. Tori. Yeah. So was she like a replacement? Like because Jesse Spano left for no reason. That's what I'm trying to remember. But like, was that like she left for like a different show at the last season or something like that happens in sitcoms? Well, you seem right. I don't know the timeline here, but she made that like stripper movie, didn't she? Yeah, I thought that was like after. Oh, was it after? Yeah. I don't know the reason. Maybe, you know, she got addicted to uh, uh, narcotics that keep her awake and uh, she left the show because of that. I'm going to have to do more research on this. Have an update for us next week. Yeah. Because, yeah, Tori, that character, I, yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of like a ripoff of Joe from Facts of Life. And it's like, we already seen this before. Exactly. Like, oh, leather jacket. She's a badass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the like middle school like season? Oh, yeah. Where they had like f- pseudo AC Slater. Yeah. That that guy. Like, what that what is that guy doing? Like, because that guy even missed the boat on Saved by the Bell proper. Well, because at that time, that show was about all about Miss Bliss. Yeah. The show was supposed to be called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, right? Yeah. So. That guy got totally screwed out of the whole thing. And he basically was AC Slater just without being, you know, completely ripped. Well, he was a Jewish first. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. uh, We hope Screech is doing okay. It'll it'll bounce back. I don't doubt it. Okay. Well, moving on to a name. I don't know if we've even... I'm sure we've spoken his name on this pod, but he hasn't. I, I I haven't seen him in anything since 2002 realm, somewhere around there. And he's uh, set to star in a Darren Aronofsky movie about a man with an eating disorder. I believe he's supposed to weigh about 600 pounds. Now he's not going Christian Bale on this. I don't believe. Do you know who I'm talking about, Andy? I did see this. I did not include it in my thing. I forgot. But yeah, I, this is huge news. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. Yes. Encino Man. Yeah. The Mummy. Uh, that movie where he's in a nice uh, boarding school or something. Yeah. School Ties. That one. Other movies, probably. Uh, the Mummy Returns. Well, the Mummy franchise is all... In- all encompassing. You can't forget 2005 Best Picture winner Crash. He was in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, was he like the congressman or something? Yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah. That was a, it was a um ensemble cast. And he was in Scrubs. Yeah, he was uh played the, like his brother or something. Yeah. And, and I was, think he died in that show. Yeah, he was really dead the whole time. Yeah. That was that was sixth sense cool. type thing. Yeah. But uh, pretty good. And I recently heard on a uh, podcast about kind of why he left the 
the Hollywood, uh, you know, world, he, and like the span of a year, I think his, and I could be mixing up a couple of stories, but I know that the end is for sure. But I think his mother died, uh, an article kind of trashed him and then some studio exec or someone, uh, high up in Hollywood groped him at a, a lunch thing at the Beverly Hills hotel. Yeah. And I guess that's published. And the, the guy it sounds like he like cupped his butt or something. Like, Yeah. I don't <laughs> and know. He was just appalled. And he's like, this isn't for me. Yeah. It, it was a, a strange, uh, like decline came quick. It was like, we can't transition you into being a dad. We're sorry. I loved Encino, man. He seemed like he'd be a good dad character. And they're like, no, we're not going to do it. Like once, now that you're no longer like in your 20s, it's over. Well, I think now he's old enough to kill the dad uh, thing. So yeah, now he's just a. a Oh yeah, he was also George of the Jungle. Yeah, of course. Of course. I I watched that movie way too many times as a kid. And. I'm looking at his IMDb now. He was in stuff in 2020 and 2019. Well, he's in the show Condor that my parents liked. I'm seeing that on here. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just face facts. This is going to be his uh, debut again in a Darren Aronofsky movie, that nut job. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the problem. It could be a comeback, but uh, how's Mickey Rourke doing? Remember how the the wrestler he was gonna get like a best actor nomination? Uh, since then, like he was in Iron Man two, and then he was dead. Well, was he the guy that like hit someone with his car? That was Caitlyn Jenner. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean these things happen like bi weekly. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is a, is a nutcase. But it might have would... actually been Nick Nolte. I think that did that. Yeah, that sounds like him. To me, they're the same person, but Mickey Rourke looks like he's a WWE guy. Well, Mickey Rourke now doesn't look like a real person at all. Like his his real comeback was uh, Sin City, Sin City, where he was that guy who had like a, a square face. I haven't. It's been so long. And it was since like I've he didn't. He didn't look like a real person because he wasn't supposed to. And now he's like, I want to look like that guy who's not a real person. Oh, so, I'm seeing him on the cover. Yeah. Interesting. But I hope that's not. I hope we get a true comeback from Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd be into that for sure. Okay, moving uh, right along here, we have a new uh, documentary coming to Netflix. As you're listening to this, it's out. Um, I don't actually ever really look on Netflix for anything. Um, I often talk about how I dislike them. I still think they they obviously have a good presence in the world, but. I mean, the vast majority of their stuff just isn't for me. Documentaries aside, I feel like those are kind of easy to be entertaining. Just pick a good subject like the one I'm about to tell you about. Are you familiar with what I'm about to discuss, Andy? No. I mean, I I saw today Netflix put out a presentation of all the movies coming out. And it's like, we're going to have 100,000 movies come out just this year. So it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. Well, this is a doc and uh, it's about. The Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Okay. I feel like they've done done this before, like on Dateline or something, right? I'm sure they have. Um, but I think because of the success also from uh, Patton Oswalt's uh, late wife's one about mm-hmm. the original Night Stalker slash 
not the Scranton Strangler, but uh, the city in San Francisco uh, murderer guy that just got caught. Did you watch that? Yeah, the Golden State Killer. That's the one. Yeah. I feel like this one will be, uh, you know, people are now like, oh, yeah, come on. And this guy was just in the last season of um, American Horror Story. So, yeah, it's very timely. And uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I obviously, I mean, we weren't alive in this time period, but it took place in Los Angeles, as people call it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was like a year or so before we would have been born. It was late 80s, I think. Nonetheless. Um, and it it was more than just Los Angeles. It was Orange County, too. I think a couple. Yeah, of but I mean, here. most people th- and I mean, like the angels. That's yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. But Except it, their it roads are paved. It did affect us here. They don't have as much barbed wire everywhere. Orange yeah. County is a better version of L.A. with smaller buildings. Less okay. pee on the floor. Graffiti. Potholes. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, we've got some other new things coming out. Uh, tell us about Ryan Reynolds' latest movie. Well, Ryan Reynolds does about 19 movies a year, but... What do we really want to see from him in the future? Uh, Deadpool 3 confirmed finally. So why was that even a question? So uh, I'll give you some backstory here. Uh, So not only is it confirmed, it has been confirmed to take place in the MCU. So that is is some news here. So uh, last time a Deadpool movie was released, uh, Deadpool was considered a part of the X-Men group of characters because he was a mutant. So he was owned by Fox Pictures. That's who had the rights to make movies. Um, not Disney. Despite him being a Marvel Comics character, it was part of Fox. Uh, since then, Fox has been acquired by Disney. There is no more Fox movie pictures anymore. That is done. All those, all their rights have now gone over to Disney. Uh, so now that means all the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and Deadpool are available for Disney to use. So... Uh, they have now confirmed that the next Deadpool movie is happening and it will take place in the MCU, which I I don't know how that's going to work. Could be crazy. Could be really disappointing. <laughs> it, I, I'm i going to guess about three quarters of the jokes related to that will just not land at all. Yeah. But I'm happy it's happening. I liked the first one, I think, okay. I never saw the second one. Yeah, they're they're both entertaining. I think the first one was probably better because it was unique. That was the really like jarring thing was it was a super violent, super uh, vulgar, rated R superhero movie. Which yeah, is ahead just of its not time. what. That's not what Captain America is. Uh, even if there's some adult themes in those movies, and and some of them are really good, they're pretty standard and they're pretty inoffensive. So to bring the character in there could be interesting or it could just completely fail. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. So just hold on until 2042 when that movie will be out. But at least, you know, it's on on the way. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how about you tell us more about Barry season three? This is exciting. Do you remember the television program Barry on HBO? You know I do. It's been it's been a while, hasn't it? It sure has. Uh, I almost forgot that it even existed, but it it was never canceled. It was definitely renewed, given 
uh, a renewal for two more seasons, season three and season four. Uh, but I think uh, Bill Hader had said he didn't really have uh, ideas at the time, so they were going to hold off until he you know, was ready. Uh, and now there's obviously been some other things happening in the world. Uh, but the good news is uh, with this long layoff, they have already they have written Barry season three and Barry season four. Whoa. And uh, there are some stories that when they uh, get ready to start filming soon, uh, that they'll just gonna, they're going to film them back to back because they're they're all ready for that. So this long layoff between season two and season three that we're going to have um, won't be it won't be as long between season three and season four. So that is that's nice. Yeah, you gotta love that. Yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah, and it, and it left us left us hanging there. Like there's things uh, out there in the open we don't know. I, I I'll need to go rewatch. Uh, at yeah, least, like, no kidding. I'm trying to even remember, and I I think I do remember, but I also might be thinking of end of the season prior even. But yeah. I don't think well, I am. He was always like one step away from being caught, but then it resets and everything. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great show. Uh, I think a really high approval rating from a lot of people and it's just, it's been missing. Yeah. I think it'll be two full years as of like right now, since it's been on. Yeah. Well, the next show we're going to talk about, I don't think has been on the air since Bush was in office. I'm talking about masters of none and that's coming uh, back for season three as well. Yes. Yeah, so that season two came out in April of 2017. Uh, and when it was over, didn't say it's coming back. I don't think Netflix really uh, confirms stuff like that as much because um, they're just a little, little more non-traditional. Uh, but since then, things have happened. And, and yeah, obviously this past year has been weird, but uh, Aziz Ansari got like half canceled. You remember that? Yeah. And then he made a stand up and all of that. Yeah. And it was like, well, he's not. No. Okay. He he successfully defended his himself. and. Um, it was like, no, this, that didn't matter. That was, that didn't, uh, it didn't take him down, but yeah. it, he also did say, well, I'm coming back. I'm going to make a new, uh, season. Um, so even after that, after his successful defense, uh, but now he's ready he says they're going to make season three. I don't know when, but it's in development. So there it is. I might watch it. I never watched the show yet. Even though it was always on my list, it was one of those things where it's like, once once you start it, you got to do it and then it's over. So it, it's always there. I remember the second season, th- you could tell that they were allowed to kind of go with what they wanted. And it got very artsy and different. I mean, one entire episode is shot in black and white. And uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Um it was dis- it was different versus like a lot of those shows just seem to be cookie cutter and uh, you know you just churn them out and most of these writers don't even know what show they're writing for that show it, it got different and it was it was refreshing yeah it it's uh i imagine it's in the vein of louis which i always feel it's it's weird to talk about like that show should be totally disconnected from any feelings about what Louis C.K. did or his current comedy or anything. It's like that show is great and it sucks that we're like not allowed to talk about it anymore. Well, well you have to do what, Andy? 
I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I do not <laughs> want to talk about what he did or what he didn't do or how he did it because that doesn't really matter about that that show. That was that was a brilliant show and it was interesting and it did weird creative things that sometimes didn't work. But it was like it's cool that Louis was like a good enough comedian that like he had enough pull to just do what he wanted. Yeah. No, I always talk about that scene where it's the opening scene. The guy is playing violin in the subway and he's in a tuxedo and it's just tremendous. It sounds amazing. And then behind him, you know, people are just traveling on the subway, regular stuff. And then in comes down the stairs, a homeless guy and he puts down his tarp, <laughs> he takes off his clothes and starts taking a bath with a bucket of water. <laughs> behind this guy <laughs> yeah and that's that's new york which is a, a step elevated from uh, los angeles but maybe not anymore i don't i don't know oh there are some key differences but well but yeah I, so this is uh, good look, news. For, yeah. look for masters of none season three uh eventually next andy this one i know you're really excited about uh there's a revival and it's for uh one you have a box the box set of this if i'm not mistaken for uh sex in the city it was not just a box set i got uh both of the movies on 8k disc oh wow i i, I made them myself i actually <laughs> got the film negatives and created the 8k discs because i'm such a super fan uh yeah sex in the city the classic hbo series um and i say that with no no joking that is that is True. That is a. That's not a statement of quality. That is like a all time classic HBO. If I think of HBO TV shows, it's like oh yeah, that one. They go to Sopranos. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's them and Sopranos. That's what like those were the mega hits, and those were those actually like broke into the culture completely. A um, lot of super fans for that series, uh, and it's it's going to come back HBO. HBO Max needs to make the moves. They need to get people uh, in. So uh, I didn't see if this is going to be HBO Max exclusive, but obviously that Sex and the City is already affiliated with HBO. So I would imagine so that I would think it would just go straight to regular HBO as well. But uh, it is coming back and I uh, without one of the main characters, um, I don't know other names, but why is that? That was a sticking point. Uh, I guess Sarah Jessica Parker did not like this actress at all and refused to do this unless she was excluded. So so is she going to be in the space station also when they ask yeah. about her? <laughs> I would like to see what the uh, excuse for that is. Um, hmm. But it's happening, and I believe I saw they're all going to get a million dollars per episode. So well, Good for them. Yeah. Nice little payday for... Uh, People that don't work all that much. Yeah. That's kind of the dream. It's like a lot of people that are on TV shows that last a long time are not stars and they don't go on to bigger and better things. Uh, but get that revival money. Hey, she's she's doing Hocus Pocus too. I think she still gets some jobs, but uh, one of them ran for governor of New York. That's what she's doing with her life, so. Um. Isn't she married to Matthew Broderick? I believe so. I don't know if that's still true, but I think it was at the height of this show. But because hmm. yeah, no, I, I saw the 
comedians and cars getting coffee bit. And I think both of them have been on it. Yeah. Okay. okay well, she's still married a- to him. Although, although when I Googled her, it said something about divorce. And I was like, what? Because she was in a television program called Divorce. So, mm. yeah. Well, she was that. the lead role in an HBO series called Divorce, which I've never even heard of. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> and it was on HBO. Three seasons. Well, look at there. Cool. Okay. Well, the next one is uh, Netflix. Uh, tell us about Malcolm and Marie. Another COVID production. Last week we had the what locked in or locked out or whatever that thing was with Anne Hathaway. Uh, and that was for HBO Max. So Netflix has to uh, counterpunch here. They've got Malcolm and Marie coming. Now, I knew about this when it was in production. I had read this. This was like one of the first uh, things they were able to do in isolation. It is a film with only two people set in one location, set just in their house. It is uh, John David Washington, the biggest star in the world, it seems like at this point. He's in everything. And then uh, Zendaya, who is such a hot name from HBO's uh, Euphoria, a show I still haven't watched, but... I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. pretty popular because it's about high school kids having sex, which I guess is cool to some people. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. That's why that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. But she is definitely a, a, a hot name. I believe she won the Emmy as well for that uh, role this past year. And she's Spider-Man's girlfriend. That's really cool. Everyone likes Spider-Man. He's a cool guy. I like those. Uh, but this is a... looks like a very art house style movie oh boy Um, it's they're both good at their jobs so this could be really good and it's part of netflix's uh push of we've got movies coming out every day of the week and most of them are gonna be shit but maybe this one will be good so there's there is a trailer for that and i believe this is getting its full release next month so all right well stay tuned for that if you're one of those people who doesn't mind paying the Twenty two ninety nine a month for Netflix now. Dear God, yeah. Maybe I mean, that's then. not what it really is, but yeah, maybe by feels then. feels like it. All right, well, we're gonna get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at the Clipless Leash. Head over there for the dog leash you've been waiting for. These guys are uh, formerly known as uh, the Simple Doggy, uh, which we've long been a sponsor of the pod here so head to the cliplessleash.com and they're going to give you 65 percent off the dog leash you've been waiting for all you have to do is plug in promo code tony that is t-o-n-y at the uh, the cliplessleash.com you're going to get 65 percent off that leash it's unbelievable i don't know how long they're going to keep this deal going so get yours while you can all right how many uh things do you have andy I've got five, but nothing too in-depth. All right. I got two. Okay. You do two, and then uh, we'll go back and forth. Okay. I will uh, talk about a couple television shows. Uh, First off, I finally finished Fargo, so season four. And um, I know I talked a little bit about it earlier at some point when I first started watching it. I think in my mind is clearly the worst of the four seasons of Fargo, but it is still good. Uh, It just, it's very 
it's very different. It's different than what they have done previously. And it's different than the movie that this is just kind of a straight up mafia story. It is about organized crime and it's, it seems like this and it's the earliest set. So it just, it's that like, I don't know, the golden era of organized crime when uh, the mafia really started to take off and, you know, all, they all allied together. So it's good, but it's just, it's, it's a different, different feeling. Uh huh. And then the other television show, I watched uh, a new sitcom, a new uh, regular channel sitcom that came out this week. Uh, NBC, I think, pretty sure, because it's uh, Tina Fey and like the 30 Rock team, but it's uh, Mr. Mayor with Ted Danson. I've seen that pop up. Yeah, they were seen it. They were promoing it a lot. So it's Ted Danson and then Bobby Moynihan of uh, SNL, you know, the drunk uncle. Uh, he is an advisor to him, but he's like a goofy guy who they didn't really hire, but he was a holdover and he's weird, but he's funny. So, uh, so far I watched it. They put out two episodes and for a sitcom, which are usually kind of rough to start, it was pretty good. So there's some jokes that don't really land or kind of cheesy, but some good laughs as well. Uh, Ted Danson just can't, he can't miss like, Oh, he's like, great. If this show like if this show goes on, it's like he is absolutely the greatest of all time television comedy guy that he's done it like multiple shows, multiple different types of shows. I just it's crazy. I still love Bored to Death. Yeah. I mean, he had that. He had the good place. Obviously, Cheers. Even Becker on CBS was not the best show of all time, but that was on CBS for many years. Yeah, it, great. And then all the, the curb appearances. It's like, the guys, he's like, movies aren't for me, but TV, I'll just fucking nail. Yeah, he knows his you know expertise and he lives in there. Yeah. No need to, you know, mix it all up if he, he's got a good thing working. So uh, you've, you've shit on uh, LA like a bunch, this, this podcast. <laughs> so... This might be a show you enjoy because that's really what it's about. It's a, he, he uh, ends up becoming just kind of a he's a normal rich dude who becomes the mayor of L.A. And it's a lot of a lot of L.A. jokes about how huh. uh, ridiculous the city is. I might want to watch that yeah. then. Is that you have to watch on Peacock or something? No, it's NBC. So I think it's on Hulu the next day. Oh, it should be at least. OK. Um, oh, also, I did watch after that. Uh, I did end up watching that. uh the Tim Allen thing. What's that show called? Oh, last man standing. I, yeah. Uh, I, I watched the one time with, episode. Yeah. I watched the one with uh, Tim Taylor there. Um, and it was nice. That was a nice little like segment. The other segment of that show made no sense to me as someone who doesn't watch that show. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of forgot. Uh, so that makes me almost wonder if they might do a revival of home improvement after watching that. That's what it's like. His like speech I mean, was this like is the last season of that show. So he's going to be free. That's what that speech at the end, like he was given was like, where it's like, I stopped doing tool time because I didn't know if I could still make it good, but I got to keep pushing myself, live up to the challenge. It was like, what? <laughs> okay. I would love that. I mean, you obviously can assume Patricia Richardson and uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas are in because they've been on this new show a, fu- a few times. Now, 
where you're going to run into trouble is Mark and Brad. And I don't know their actual names yeah, as I mean, Brad. I think just Brad's got arrested in Portland <laughs> and Mark might still be Gothic. I don't, I don't know. So uh, I, I wrote um, an idea for the, the home improvement. Um, That's right. And so it, my idea was that, yeah, tool time would be back as a revival of tool time, but, but Mark would be on the show as well as like the tech guy because the modern house has to have all this tech stuff and and we don't know if Tim knows how to set up a home theater does he makes perfect sense I mean, to have he would a young do more kid. power and then he would blow an amp or something well yeah naturally but yeah I, he'd know the wiring aspect of it but he would he know all the right software to get and everything so really quick the mark Taryn Noah Smith hasn't been in anything since he was in Batman Beyond uh, uh, cartoon in 2000 and, or 1999. Yeah, that, that that's pretty normal. Child actors that were really just child actors. Like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. But they're, re, they're, they're redoing Punky Brewster, so anything can happen. I don't now, think Brad, that... on the other hand, he was in the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Of course, yeah. So... <laughs> He was in uh, Thor, Hammer of the Gods, a TV movie in 2009. I don't think that's the real Thor, though. I, I think Thor might be public domain, then. The actual, like, Norse god. Yeah. But that's confusing. Yeah, that was his last big <laughs> movie, was uh, Fast and Furious, the Tokyo Drift. Yeah. So, I mean, if they bail him out of jail, I'm sure they could get him back. So, we're, we need Screech. We need This is hard to collect all these characters. Yeah. Now, obviously, they won't get uh, Wilson back, Earl uh, Hinman. No. They did a nice homage to him as well. Yeah, no, I I liked it. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll do my two movies. I watched Master and Commander, Russell Crowe. You're on a Russell Crowe kick here. I am. (laughs) Uh, It was good. I, I had heard nothing but good things, I think, about this movie, but from many years ago. And... I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not Gladiator, but it's still very entertaining. And uh, it's got that Paul Bittany guy who's a phenomenal actor who I believe yeah. is in WandaVision coming out yeah, Friday. It's big week for him. Yeah. I still don't know if I'm going to like that show or hate it, but I might try it. It's getting good reviews so far. So, uh, But I enjoyed it. It's it's entertaining, uh, like I said. And it, it's just kind of crazy to see how, you know, the battleship sailboat kind of thing worked back then. So I enjoyed that. That's on HBO max. And then I just finished bad times at the El Royale. I very much enjoyed this movie. This was on FX movies and uh, I recorded it on Hulu. But the annoying thing is it was like listening to a radio morning show. There was, you know, a minute or show of uh, them talking, uh, three minutes of a song, and then four minutes of ads. So it was a lot of commercials to finish this two-hour and 30, 20-minute movie. But uh, it was it was entertaining. Jeff Bridges, I mean, come on. That's all I need to say. Uh, and then it has, I don't know her name, but the girl that has a good voice, and she was in that HBO show, The Outsider, I believe yeah. it was called. Uh, she was great. And then... Um, no, yeah, a good cast all around. It has one of those Chris guys. Um, yeah, Thor himself. Yeah, it was good. I had never seen that. Yeah, I watched that when it came out. It's good, but it was long. I remember that being 
Yeah, but I like when they do those kind of like, you know, bits and pieces at a time and you're putting it all together. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. But having to have commercials through that. Oh, yeah, that was god awful. But that allowed me to go get, uh, you know, some dessert, <laughs> some dinner, went to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff where... I don't know. It's different when you have the power to pause. It's funny how we're going backward with this before. It's like, oh, you live on the commercials to go do your errands and chores and all of that. And now that you can pause, it's like, well, I don't want to pause it. I'll just do it when it's over. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I watched. All right. What well, else you got? I watched uh, three horror movies on HBO. Whoa. Um, I'll start with the, I'll go best to worst. So the first one is the best here. This is The Bay. This is um, it's kind of a found footage film, but it's like found footage slash they turn the found footage into a documentary with like someone doing it. Um, kind of interesting setup, but it is about um a um I guess ecological disaster in the Chesapeake Bay, like Maryland area. Um. I don't know if you've ever seen the this parasite that uh, infects fish and it like will eat its tongue. No. Have you ever seen it on the internet? No. I don't well, think it's so. Basically, that premise, but with humans. Um, I thought it was really clever. It was um, produced by you know paranormal people. They have to put their hands on everything. Um, I don't know why I never heard of it when it when it came out. It came out in 2012 and just I guess went nowhere. Um, hmm. but those movies have been so popular, the found footage, like low budget thing. Um, yeah, this movie doesn't really have anyone in it that you would know. So it is just a, a low budget thing, but I, I, to me, it was way better than any of the paranormal activities things. It's cause it was like science fiction based in a way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was interesting, like how it came to be was actually, they were going to make a documentary about, uh, like the problems in the Chesapeake Bay, like pollution and stuff. And then they said someone else, someone already did something like that. So they just turned a lot of their research into a horror movie where it's like, Oh, all the crazy shit that they're dumping in the Bay, you know, causes the monsters. It's like the uh, Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, Then I also watched alien versus predator Requiem. This is the second alien versus predator movie. Interesting. So I've seen this before on like, you know, FX or something. Um, but I needed something stupid to watch. They didn't really care about. Um, it's fun. It's, it's really stupid, but I like, I like both the alien and predator franchises. And so it's just fun to see those characters. I can't I say it's I've seen this one. I think it's better than the first alien versus predator. Like, and it is the only time you really see like aliens loose on earth which never makes sense in the timeline. So you have to kind of ignore because like the aliens get created like way in the future, according to the actual alien movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, this has the aliens like loose in a small town in Colorado and the predator has to try to take the alien out while also cleaning up the whole mess. So like if a human gets in his way, he just kills him. Woof. But it's cool. Not good by any means. It's always, you know, I'll put it on type of thing and not, not pause it on purpose. Yeah. What's your worst one? The last one I watched, uh, an 80s, like low budget, low budget thing called Puppet Master. 
Oh dear God! <laughs> like I've heard uh, of that one. These little puppets like kill the people, and so um, <laughs> it is from the eighties. It is low budget. Um, I think it went on to have like nine sequels. One of those things where it's like, well, this thing cost us eleven dollars. We already have the puppets. We already made the puppets. Just keep going. <laughs> but it was- I bought a DVD called Boogeyman, if you remember. Yeah, with all and the I clips. thought it was a horror movie, but it was actually like the best of hits. It was like Kids Bop for horror movies. Yeah, where they just took like scenes and interviews and sold it for twelve ninety nine to unsus- unsuspecting children like me. <laughs> and that was in there. I never saw the movie, but I remember seeing the f- the few clips with that. Did that movie have like a weird puppet that would spit like a worm thing into yes. their mouth? Yes. So that was that movie. Yep. How weird. <laughs> yeah, that was like, and I don't know how that like kills you. She's like the the leech woman, I think it said, and yeah, she vomits a leech on you. Mm. And yeah, it is in- incredibly silly. Especially there's like one that's like a strong man or something, but it's still a puppet. But it like punches people in the face, and it just looks terrible. It's <laughs> oh, one guy also has like a drill on his head, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I like, you know, bad horror movies. Um, the sin of this one, of course, is that uh, the puppets don't do shit for an hour and 10 of this hour and 25 minute movie. It's like mm-hmm. one of those deals. And you just have most of the movie is bad actors setting up the plot. So mm. I would be all in on just puppets killing people for. Uh, 45 of an hour and 10, but that's not what we got. We got the inverse. Well, pretty exciting one to go out on, aren't there? Yeah, we'll have to find Puppet Master 2 and 3 and 4 and everything. See how it progresses. Yeah. You gotta, you know, we'll we'll set you up with your, you know, Puppet Master Corner where you can <laughs> fill us in, you know, weekly about what's going on in that universe. Yeah. All right, well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode uh, 201 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Puppets Andy. Beware of the puppets. We'll see you later.